You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website, BuiltForTheStage.com, or click the link in the description of this episode, and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Please enjoy this conversation. All right. Jennifer or Jen? Jen. Jen. What about on your resume? <laughs> oh, resume what? is Jennifer. All right. We're going to get to the resume in a little bit. So, all right. Here's Jen from Ohio, guys. We just did a little lightning round. Some of it was lightning-ish. <laughs> Some of it was more like a slow rolling thunder <laughs> from the distance. But um, hopefully you check that out on Instagram and maybe that's why you're here listening right now. So we did learn that without a doubt, Jen likes burgers, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, what is, what's your favorite like type of burger? Oh man, ones with eggs on top, like fried egg on top. Actually, Sparrow over here on 24th Ave. Have you ever been? They have an amazing breakfast burger. Oh my God. Sparrow, is that out. near the beer garden? Yeah, it's right across the street. Oh, the little hole in the wall in the yeah. corner. Yeah, I have been there, I have been there. I've never had that, but um, <laughs> I guess I should. Um, we're talking about Astoria, by the way, so don't go to 24th Ave in, in Midtown and right. be wandering around. So, Did you say Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly? I can't remember. Gene Kelly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that, he was like my first crush. The athlete, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get to ask. I was going to ask you, Julia Roberts or Anne Hathaway, and I forgot. Oh, uh, Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. Me too. All right. Yeah, I didn't say coffee or tea, but you have a coffee right now. Black iced coffee all day, every day. All right, cool. So the lightning round was, it was pretty good, guys. It was pretty good. I could, I could have done a, a better job, but next time uh, when Jen does part two of her episode, <laughs> exactly. we'll do it again. Um, what's your, let's just keep breaking the ice. What's your biggest weakness when it comes to an after show treat? What's Jen, oh, what's Jen going for after Recently, the show? my biggest weakness has been those veggie chips. Oh, yeah. Like, you think you're being healthy. They're originally veggie straws. Veggie and then, straws, then they started yes. doing other things, Yes, right? okay. yes. So yeah. you think you're being healthy by like, oh, I'm eating these veggie chips. Like, they're not real chips. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. And then you eat the whole bag, and then it's... Yeah. I um, actually me. was at my lowest weight ever and i was that was a part of my diet really veggie, veggie straws. okay veggie straws. yeah this was when they first came out and uh yeah they helped me i only i i portioned them you gotta See, portion, the put them in like a, a ziploc baggie <laughs> so then when you're done you're done yeah that's i think that's my biggest issue is <laughs> portion control. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll go i could go on forever with that but um okay cool veggie chips all right so not like uh those burgers with the fried egg on top. No, no, like that's normally like a day off thing. Yeah. Or like, um, like Sunday we just have one show at three, so then I'll do maybe like a big meal after that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. 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 Um, one more food question. I mm -hmm. like food. Um, I told, so guys, I prepped Jen for the podcast. I was like, listen, Jen, it's you know it's based off of my fitness business, built for the stage. But by no means are we just going to be 
talking about fitness this entire time, and here I am just talking about junk food. <laughs> the best uh, burgers in a store, out. yeah. That's right. Um, I got to see your dressing room when you were doing the Instagram story yeah. for King Kong. And you were, you did very well. I, I, I'm able to judge this because um, King Kong, you know, does a good job as a marketing strategy to continually kind of uh, rotate you guys. Yeah. So uh, you've been one of my favorites. No, bi oh, no bias really? there, but I think you did a good job. I really appreciate that because I can't tell you how stressed out I was about <laughs> about Do people care over. what I'm doing. I like, know. Is this like, good content or I not? I think I'm boring. What? But yeah. no, actually, it turned out to be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, in the dressing room, you showed your your um, your method of pretzels and M and M's. <laughs> yes. I really like that. Thank you. You use the pretzel like a tray. Yeah, with yes, the, exactly. The three slots and just put the, 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 uh, the it's the peanut M and M's. On right. Top. Yeah. I mean, there's like a two for there's one. no other M and M. No. It is a peanut M. &M. Exactly. The, the, any other M and M is not a real <laughs> M and M. So speaking of kind of during the show or pre-show, do you have any pre-show rituals that you might always do to prepare for a show? You, you got me on this one because um, ideally, yes, I, I would. I, ideally, in a perfect world, I would have like a full like 30-minute warm-up and a full vocal warm-up, but that is just not my reality. <laughs> so I will not lie to you. I am pretty much... I pretty much do a full vocal warm-up every show, and then I will try to do like a abbreviated version of a real warm-up. So I guess like not really is my answer, mm -hmm. but, I, but that's part of my goal this year is to actually okay. like really okay. get to it, get, New Year's, get to step in. Yeah. New Year's resolution. Yeah. New Year's resolution. Okay. In, in that, February. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the test, right? Because. Yeah. It's uh, a new year, and the key word in there is year. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, one of our other ensemble members who was doing the pod or the Instagram takeover, her whole Instagram was, I mean, mostly about people's rituals, and some people had really great rituals, and she was like, Jen, can I get you on here? And I was like, um, yeah, maybe later. I'm yeah, kind of busy right later. now with yeah. my pre-show rituals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jen and I are actually both from Ohio, and uh, we are both accepted to the Baldwin Wallace Musical Theater Program. Yeah. Uh, Jen ended up going, and I did not attend because their gym was yellow, and it really hurt my eyes. Um, yeah, that do you remember is that true. gym? Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was, just, is... I was like blown away. You know, I have not been in um, a minute, but yeah, it was bright yellow. Yeah, <laughs> it gave me a headache. Yeah. It was crazy. It's, it's no joke. That was the only reason I didn't go to this. No, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I really love that. <laughs> it's awesome. But we didn't cross paths there, but we finally did in the cornfields yes. of Illinois where we did a summer stock together. And I can remember cleaning rotted paint out of oh old paint cans yes. after a show. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. We were all like assigned different uh, like uh, departments. Yeah. And we were with the paint crew for yes. whatever reason. And it was like gag worthy how rotted that paint was. Just um, the worst smells. I remember on that same day, like, like photographic, there's like a little room in the corner. That's where the sink was. We were washing the thing, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like a garage door right next to it. And we were outside at a time and we had, we had done West Side Story that year and you played Maria. But the revival, mm -hmm. I know it's, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, hey, Summerstock. Yes, I will, your say, stripes, I will your say. Earning your stripes. But tell, tell us. I will say that that like that like haunts me a little bit because mm. obviously you know back in the day that was something I really didn't think twice about. Yeah. And now I have I'm like oh my god I can't believe yeah. that I agreed to do that. I mean, mm -hmm. at the time I was like yes awesome like, amazing what a great part. Yeah. And now oh man if I had just known then what I know now so I I do I feel oh man I feel so bad. I I think though I mean this is a huge conversation we can go into but I think that. We, we all evolve as far as our thinking Absolutely. and understanding. But I also think that not only we do that individually, but we do that as a culture and a yeah. people. And I feel like as a people in the theater community, we had just not yet arrived yeah, you know, for in, sure. in that um, understanding or uh, just opportunity of like, hey, there's 
plenty of Hispanic women out here that probably could play Maria. Let's absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Actually, and I also I didn't I forgot that I had that on my resume until mm. embarrassingly enough, not that long ago. Yesterday. Like, what? No, not yesterday. <laughs> not yesterday. But I was like, oh my god, this is not okay. I need to take this off. I need to erase this. I mean, I'm definitely proud of like the the work we did yeah. then. But yeah, no. Of course, no. of course. Today, no, no bueno. Okay. But but yes, I'm super glad for the experience. So the reason I I, I even bring it up in that particular role and show because we did a few shows that year or summer. Um, I think we did like five in a very short amount of time. Um, they announced the revival at the yeah. same time. Yes. And you were gun ho. You were gonna yeah. buy a ticket. Oh and yeah. You were going to audition. Yeah, my my little uh, younger self. Yeah. Okay. So here's oh, yeah. there's a reason for this. This is there's that's exactly it. So I bring this up to help others and to maybe let you share some light on like, do you think that was um, just purely because of your younger self? Or like, where did you get that confidence? Do you still have that confidence? Does it help you? If so, you know, has it helped you got to where you are now? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, that's something that kind of ebbs and flows. Ultimately, I think um, if it's at your core, if this is really what you want to do, and you see an opportunity that you are passionate about, I say, and, and that you caveat that you are right for <laughs> yeah. like me going in for Maria and Westhead's story on Broadway was not oh woof but okay if you are passionate about something and you are right for it type wise and or not even type wise but you are you know culturally correct for the part go for it. And if you believe that you can do it, I say do whatever you can to get seen Yeah. within reason. Like, don't be crazed. But, you yeah. know, I, I say go for it. And um, like for King Kong, I I had gone to the EPA actually before I had any appointment, before they had made any casting notices, anything like that. And then, so I didn't really hear anything from the EPA. Um, sometimes you do, but not not from this particular one. And then I had gotten this show in Chicago, a Jesus Christ Superstar, that uh, the choreographer for that show was also happened to be the choreographer director for King Kong, which I didn't realize until we had gotten to Chicago. And a few of my castmates and Superstar were going to be transferring to King Kong. So halfway through our run of Superstar, I find out that they're looking for, I think it was two more women to join the ensemble. And I emailed my agent right away and I was like, hey, listen, I know, like, I couldn't get an appointment before this for, for King Kong, but I think, you know, I'm doing this guy's choreography. I think I could really do the show. Like, please, can I get <clears throat> seen for this? And they wrote back, they're like, okay, we'll try, you know, who knows? And then, I find out I had an appointment on Friday. This was towards the end of our run. I, I got my appointment on Friday for the Monday, the following Monday. We closed Superstar on that Sunday. That Sunday night, I was like, okay, you know what? I, I know that if I fly out on Monday morning to try to go to this audition, I'm gonna be a mess. I'm gonna sound terrible. So I packed up all my stuff. I said goodbye, a quick goodbye to our cast, and I flew to New York Sunday night from Chicago to kind of like decompress in New York, prep, and go to the audition on Monday. So that in that instance, I guess that was something that I, I felt really strongly about. And it's not exactly on the same level as trying to book a ticket from the cornfields of I think it's perfect, Illinois, though. You know, I, but yeah. Yeah, if I may interject, like, I got the chills while you were talking because, like, it was the same girl that, you know, might have been a little bit naive in the cornfields of Illinois, but it was the same girl's passion and like drive of knowing herself and the passion and confidence she had in herself. To, you did the exact same thing. You didn't, you didn't get the flight in Illinois, but it was the same deal. It's like, yeah. okay, I, I'm, I feel in my heart I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get the flight. I'm going to go. Yeah. And in this case, you know, you were a little bit more seasoned and you probably yeah. figured like, Okay, I've worked with this guy. I have some uh, 
knowledge of what I'm getting into yeah, and I exactly. really feel like I can get after this. So I think that was perfect that you said years later almost the same scenario was presented and yeah. yeah, this time you went and this time you booked <laughs> it. So your director is young, young guy. Yeah, super young. Like, yeah. I don't actually know how, if he's 33 or 34, but around there. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I saw him on the Instagram story thing yeah. and I was like, oh, uh, you're, okay, cool. Good for you, bro. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Let's get a phone call. Let's get a podcast with him. How, yeah. how did you do it? Seriously. Um, all right. So looking at your resume, um, you know, just kind of getting the, uh, what do you say? Um, the th running the thin comb yes. through it. Yeah, that's the expression. The thin comb. You say that a special skill of yours is baseball. Yeah. What's up with that? I am a re I have a really good arm. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah. if they needed you to, like, in King Kong, throw something from the stage all the way up to the top oh, yeah. balcony, you got it. I got it. I could see you at, like, you. the Knicks game, you know, the <laughs> guys and girls uh, down there throwing the t-shirts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You could just launch it, huh? Oh, totally. Well, <laughs> yes. Let's say yes. But David and I, we actually... Like in the summer and spring, David, my boyfriend, yeah. um, David Gregory, also actor. You should look him up. Shout, Shout out, David, David Gregory. Was it davidgregory.com? Uh, David A. Greg Gregory. Yeah, David A. Gregory. He what? says hi, by the way. Hi, hi, David. <laughs> what's his what What's his biggest credit? Uh, biggest credit. Oh man, he's done a lot of TV, but just I would one say of them. One Life to Live. He was on All One right, Life so to Live for many years. If we got the website wrong, just Google David Gregory One Life to Live. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then boom, you'll boom, get all we'll of this shout out. Over, but, love ya later. Later, see ya. <laughs> but yeah, so we we play like catch in the summer, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm dying for King Kong to start a softball team. Oh, that's right. The the competitive yeah, the, softball uh, team. Yeah, the Broadway League, right? Yeah. Nice. Uh, invite me. I hear you can I get will. invited, right? Yeah, you, you can. can. Have some like. Uh, oh damn! We should invite players. you. Yeah. I, you would kill. I. Uh, you know, I, it, baseball may or may not be on my special skills. Yes, if, of course if it I is. Still have a resume. I remember that. Yeah. Um, also says you're a great driver. I am an excellent driver. Okay, tell especially us. parallel parking. I don't know if I put that on there, but it's. I think just it's says, on there now. It just says great, great driver. <laughs> I, on your website, at least. Yeah. I, I can't remember why I put that on there, but I think on days I was just like, hmm, what else can I throw on here? Yeah. But it's true. I am an excellent driver and a superb parallel parker. Okay. I love it. You think you would be like on like a Jason Statham movie, like Transporter? I like, would love that. You would crush it? I would crush it. Okay. You list a lot of teachers that you've studied under on your yeah. resume. Um, why don't you just talk about one of them that's kind of like impacted you as a performer um, or like a person. Or yeah. Like um, let's see. Who did I put on there? Uh, oh, you want help? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first thing that came to mind was Craig yeah. Cornelia. There you go. First thing. Craig Cornelia is a musical, theatrical, what should I call him? Like a wizard? I don't know. He's just, he knows everything. He has the ability to, to within like eight bars of music, see right into your soul and, and help you translate everything that you're trying to get across in the most articulate, artistic, and beautiful way. And it is something that I will always be thankful for. Unfortunately, he doesn't teach anymore or right now at this moment. He's, he's an amazing um, uh, composer and, and lyricist and songwriter and, and theater maker. And he's, he's, as he should be, working on his, his own things, which I cannot wait to see what they are. But I do selfishly wish that he was teaching still because mm -hmm. I miss it. Okay. <laughs> All right, n another shout out there, Craig. Yeah. Get it going, man. Get back into Get it. Get it going. Anything that you can remember from maybe sessions that you've had with him that, yeah, you don't have them recurring anymore, but mm -hmm. you kind of keep that in your pocket as you're prepping for new roles or new shows? Yeah, I think ultimately, and a lot of teachers will tell you this, but I think it just depends on who you're able to really hear it from. Uh, but it just goes the root of it is is you and where you're coming from and 
how you are going to tell this particular story or this particular song and uh, what makes it real to you. And he'll, he'll pull out a lot of, um, of instances, like he'll ask you a lot of questions and you're, you might not necessarily think you relate to this song in a specific way and then he'll say something and you're like, oh, actually, that just opened up a whole new um, path pathway, I guess, for lack of a better term, for me to, to connect to this song. So I think ultimately he just lets you find the best way for you to connect to, to material. All right, so we're just looking at your resume here, and this is our last little resume section, but I want to talk to you about your experience of being an understudy. Um, You've national toured with Kinky Boots, We Will Rock You, you got to play understudies there. Then on Broadway you were in Ghost and got to understudy the lead Molly and now King Kong with Andaro. But can you tell us just <clears throat> either experiences of what you kind of picked up along the way with being an understudy and how you can maintain the integrity of the role and what was set in the show mm -hmm. but yet still hold true to yourself or how you feel in the midst of that character? Yeah. I would say, generally, I've been pretty lucky in the sense that as an understudy, <clears throat> you know, I've heard of horror stories where people are like, oh, I had an understudy and they made me do exactly what the, the, the person playing the role does every night and that's just not me and they made me put like my, my pinky in, that, in the exact same spot every, uh, that she does or he does every night. And luckily, I have not really had to deal with that, thank God. Uh, the people I've had the, the pleasure of working with have generally been like, you know, you do you, which I do not take for granted because that is not always the case, like I said. Like, you obviously have to do what's, what's blocked, what is in the script what you can't you can't stray too far away from you know what the the principal does on a regular basis but um i i don't know i feel like you you find your own truths and you find your your own opinions within reason of the character it's all it's automatically going to be different because i'm a different person doing it uh which is something that i, I have had to remind myself of on this on this uh process like throughout understudying because sometimes I I'm not particularly a riffer and there's been a couple of shows that I've done where the people I've understudied are like insane riffers and I'm like I love that I cannot do that at all so I have to find something that I can do that is just as exciting hopefully fingers crossed um, but but more authentic to to me um like yeah like we were rocky was like a super obviously it's queen music it's a rock and roll show which i can i feel like i am more comfortable in but like the girl i was the woman i was understudying ruby lewis is a sick singer and she is just like literally can do everything so i when i went on i i'd have to remind myself like okay you cannot compare yourself to Ruby. You are not Ruby. I am not Casey Levy. I am not uh, Christiani. I have to remain true to myself. I am here for a reason. And yeah, I just have to go out there and do what, do what I do. Yeah. <clears throat> I was talking to uh, Christine Corner-Smith. She's in Kiss Me Kate right now. Yeah. And she said she was struggling in auditions earlier on in her, her career because she was trying to imitate a well-known Broadway actress, whomever it may be, sure. uh, in the room, like channeling that. So mm. she inevitably was being herself, pretending to be an, a Broadway actress, pretending to play the role. <sighs> yeah, man. So like, that that's is... the danger of like, if you're comparing your, as the understudy, yeah. if you're like, oh, I'm trying to be X, whomever's playing the principal, 
and I'm trying to be the actual character as well. Right. You're like three worlds right. away. Because and people, you know, when you're in this business, people ask you like, oh, whose career do you want? And so then you're like, well, I guess, do I have to act like them? You're I like, want mine. No. Yeah, I How want my that? career. I, I want to be my... myself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When you understudied Molly, you're going on for Molly in Ghost the Musical. It was scheduled, right? Yeah. Okay, so how many maybe rehearsals did you have before you went on or did you have any at all or how did that go? Yeah, we had a, I would say we rehearsed pretty frequently in Ghost for understudy and swing rehearsals. Um, I had about, I want to say I had at least a few weeks notice. So basically everyone I knew from every part of my life got to come up and see it, which was really special. So I love that. It was the most interactive, responsive audience of the whole entire season yeah. and run of that show. It was it really, it's, it felt like it, yeah. As a outsider being in the audience, like, wow, these, they, she has like her own fan club. This, who is Jen? No, should I know this? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So that must have been really special to have so many people um, at the show. It it really was. It was really. It's one of my favorite memories. Mm. What was what specifically can you remember about that night or time? I think just coming out of the stage door and seeing all those people there that I knew and like some that that I didn't really even know, but they they were students at Baldwin Wallace at the time and they flew up to come see me and I was like, this is crazy. Wow. Like, the support and the, the love that was there was just, that was the best part. It was, it was like an awesome birthday party. It really was. Like everyone's there for you. Yeah, it really, yeah. it was It was really great. And like seeing my parents and, mm -hmm. and like that was, yeah. Okay, so you got to prep for that and you had this like magical night of all these people came <laughs> yeah. and they saw you as the lead and ghost on Broadway. Um, recently, you went on as Anne Darrow in King Kong. Can you kind of tell us maybe how that went down a little bit differently? Yeah, I was, this was a, a Wednesday, and we have two shows on Wednesday, a 2 o'clock and an 8 o'clock show. And um, I was running, this was the Wednesday after New Year's. So I was this our first show back? Maybe second show back. But, so I was moving a little slow that day. And uh, I'm like getting ready to go and I see a phone call from our stage manager. And the first thing I thought of was, oh man, do we have a lift call today that I maybe forgot about or didn't hear about? And then I realized, oh snap, she's calling me because I think I'm about to go on. And David, my boyfriend was sitting next to me and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He's like, what? And I just picked up the phone. I'm like, hello, this is at 12.15, and our stage manager, it was our, our stage manager, calling to ask if I felt safe enough to go on for Andero in Kong because of all the, the safety issues, the technical issues, and et cetera. And she said, do you feel safe enough to go on? And I said, you mean today? And she was like, yeah, today, like this afternoon. Mind you, it was 12.15. Our half-hour call is at 1.30. I'm still in my apartment in Astoria, not fully like ready to walk out the door. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, sure, great, I'll see you there. And she's like, okay, you're on. So I never run to the train faster <laughs> in my life. And uh, I get to the theater and I had to take all my stuff. Um, the way it works is when you go on for a uh, a principal role as an understudy, you are you move your stuff into their dressing room. I think just for the uh, continuity of the dressers and everyone else that is working there. So you you just move your stuff. So I got to the theater, I moved all my stuff, and everybody is like, "Oh my god, yeah, this is so exciting! This is so exciting!" And I'm like, "I don't have time right now <laughs> to, to to sit and chat. Yeah, I love you guys, but I have to get going." And so we ended up having a, a quick uh, lift call, a quick uh, spacing rehearsal as they're letting people in to, you know, into the theater to sit for the, the matinee. And I had no makeup on, no hair done, hadn't really actually warmed up vocally yet because I was like still in semi-state of shock. 
And by the time we were finished with this lift call, the stage management called our 15-minute call to places. I was like, no, are you kidding me? So uh, by the grace of God, Will, who, Will Vicari, who is our head of wigs and makeup, did, did my pin curls and basically did my whole face as I was warming up and, and getting ready to go on and going over lines before I, uh, I went on for the first time that afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, I can remember like the buzz of the social media just because I have um, a client that's in your show and just a few other people that I follow and I can remember how um, not only excited but proud of the result of the show Yay. Um, that yeah. you kind of just went on without a hitch and is that true was Thanks. there any hitches or um i did you only, kind of just you speaking I, of baseball you hit a home run did you <laughs> did you hit a home run uh well i only cracked once um <laughs> but other than that yeah i mean i don't know about home run but i felt i felt pretty good about what what relative like, relatively to, you know to your circumstance yeah exactly and i got to actually go on again later that night and i felt even better about that because you got to work out all the nerves in the in the first in the first round, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I would say I was like fairly pleased with what the results were. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so you keep talking about a lift call. Mm -hmm. um, what is what's the difference uh, with a lift call in King Kong as opposed to a lift call that you might have done in the past in other shows? <laughs> well, actually, this is pretty much the same. Like, there's a couple okay. of of times when the men, we have, we have some strong dudes in our show, and um, one of them like lifts her onto his shoulder and does like a shoulder sit, which is just like eight shows a week, like what? And then there's another lift, this one, this one is kind of interesting, where the there's like five or six guys that literally just like press, like free press her, like mm. up and do a almost a, like a wave-like motion with it. So we did we did those. And uh, luckily, I had done a couple of rehearsals with Kong before that for for safety reasons. Actually, like in the event that I were to go on, we had gone through all the the necessary scenes and moves that I would need to to know uh, to basically not kill someone or right. <laughs> to not stop the That's show. That's kind of what I was getting at in yeah. the sense of like the lift cause. Like I, I was wondering if they did any flight stuff with you, like hook-ins or anything Not like at that. that time. We had, we had, there was a, a, a brief moment in time about a couple weeks prior where they thought I might have to go on. So we did a, a quick overview of like, okay, this is where your, your harness would be put in. This is where your, um, the, the hook you would use to hook into your harness. And, mm. and this is, don't put your arms here, basically, yeah. kind of kind of thing. Yeah, I got to fly for two years in a show I did, and I always enjoy like, try. Oh, they're gonna fly. Let's let's see. Where's the hook? Where yeah. can, where can where's the hook up? Oh, there exactly. it was. You know, like because yeah. you know, the goal is to do such a good job that you don't even realize it's happening yeah. as an audience member. Exactly. Um, yeah. So not only did you have to worry about like hitting your mark and knowing your lines and singing your songs and yada yada but it's like oh yeah there's this 25 30 foot gorilla or however big he is on stage and i have to play scenes with it and right, somehow do. i don't know be picked up and fly and mm -hmm. i mean that's quite the tall task oh yeah my my biggest fear i think was forgetting a line and then screwing up the king's company like entirely cuz they're oh, they're queuing they're queue based yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. if i skip a line they have to skip probably like at least three or four cues mm. to get to the next line, or they might just leave me hanging and I'll have to start from <laughs> the beginning. This girl's gonna have to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, just like, let, let her figure it out on her own. We're not straying from this. Um, <laughs> so with the technical aspect of the show, did you have a lot of holds or hiccups in the beginning, like previews or anything like that? You know, we have had to hold the show a few times, but relatively for what a massive, feet it is we done pretty good like surprisingly well actually um there was a couple times um when we'll have to to skip a cue if kong uh gets if his like i'm i'm gonna butcher this technical jargon but basically if something in his system computer system gets delayed mm -hmm. 
people have to skip a cue, so he might just like look like he's like frozen for a second, mm. and then he'll come like back to life. And we had to do this in in one particular scene, and poor Christiani was just like out there, like just trying to act act for the gods, and she she killed it. Yeah, she killed it. So for those of the seen video of the show, maybe online or they've actually gone to the show, I think that'd be cool for them to get an insight on like what's um, motorized, what is man maneuvered. Yeah. I know there's stuff about the voice and the face. And yeah, 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 yeah. So um, my apologies in advance to the King's Company and Voodoo's if I mess any of this up, but here we go. So <laughs> Kong is basically half marionette and half uh, animatronic, meaning he's hooked up to a rig that uh, lowers him up and down and front, back, side to side. That is controlled by this great guy named Stefan, who is up in the rig doing all of, all of that all day, every day. And then there are 10 King's Company members on the stage who are controlling his extremities, his arms, his legs, his elbows, his feet, uh, his wrists, um, and then there are three to four other King's Company members who are what they call the voodoo operators. And then there are voodoo swings and King's Company swings on top of that. Uh, but the voodoo operators control his face, his eyes, his head, and his voice. And uh, they are also, everyone is also in the ensemble ensemble. So on top of all of their King's Company tasks, they are also dancing and singing. Oh, so the guys stage. that do the voice and they do the like video game joystick mm -hmm. with the face and all that, yep. they actually go on stage as well? Yep. So oh, good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I know. They have to do it all. <clears throat> so you might actually catch them walking. There is a little booth in the back of the, the house in the theater where they live and they control Kong from. It's kind of like a giant video game yeah. board. Uh, so they will leave that, walk through house right in the balcony to backstage. So you can kind of see them coming back and forth if you if you mm. really pay attention. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so cool. they have to do it all. Cool, cool. Yeah, that was very interesting. I just saw a couple of video clips online about it and then when I saw the show it was it was nice to have that knowledge. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the moving screens in the background oh, yeah. and how much that kind of added to the effect for sure. Um, I felt for that that grill. I felt for it. It was crazy. I was like, it's... all right. It was like uh, one of my favorite shows I've seen is uh, War Horse. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course. I'm not sure if everyone's familiar, but basically same deal of like an extent, an extent of some type of puppeteering. And by the end of it, you're like, that's a horse. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mm -hmm. believe it. <laughs> you fully um, believe. Yeah. So the, yeah, the relationship there was was strong, and I'm an animal person, so maybe. Yeah, that was it. I love that. It's surprising how much you you like fall, not in love with him, but yeah. kind of in love. Yeah, with him. yeah, you you have a love you for feel him. for him. Mm -hmm. uh, it, during the lightning round, we asked uh, what your favorite role that you ever played. What was mm -hmm. that again? Well, I mean, I got a well, shout said out An to Andaro. Yeah, Andor, that's yeah. that's really. Like, Is it Darrow or, or Daro? I want to say it right. Darrow. Okay, you're going. I, with, I believe. Well, yeah. in the show, it's up to you guys. So yeah, if you guys Darrow. say it's Darrow, it's Darrow. <laughs> You guys are the creators of the story. Um, and Darrow. Do you think it's <clears throat> kind of uh, dear to you because you really like the role, the excitement of going on last minute, right. the show? What is it that you connect with that character? I really, I just think it's unlike anything I will probably ever do ever again. It, as far, like from start to finish, the, the, the choreography, the, the, the puppetry, the, the songs, I think it's just, it's kind of a, a one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-kind deal. I mean, honestly, to, to be completely real, I've loved going on for, for everything I've, I've understudied. Uh, and there are awesome attributes to every character that I've gotten to go on for, which is also not something I take for granted. Uh, but, but yeah, I feel like Anne Darrow is like, it's such an iconic character in, in history of, of our culture and like in history of films that to put it on stage is, it's really 
it's kind of an honor to to play that at least yeah you, you know you're once like or twice you're kind of in essence a part of a legacy yeah for sure um, okay cool yeah um, and I feel like also our andero is is not the andero of of um, of old right yeah. <laughs> you know it's she's a she's a strong a strong character a, a woman who really goes after what she wants who makes mistakes who realizes that she makes mistakes and who tries to to fix them and mm -hmm. And uh, she's not a she's not a perfect character by any means, and she's not a damsel in distress. And so, yeah, I think that's yeah. awesome. The new chapter of the legacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is all the more exciting. All right. Next question I have for you is: so this this is kind of but not a fitness podcast. Uh, so we like to parallel things just a little bit. So a lot of people on their fitness journey, there's a lot of tough times. There's maybe they start out with the tough time of, mm -hmm. wow, I need to make a change right now. Or they had it and then they lost it and then they're in the pursuit of getting it back because it's a lifelong journey. Career-wise though, not in fitness, but you know, we can find the uh, common ground. In your career, what was one of the toughest things that you had to overcome that now makes you who you are? Yeah. I would say honestly, time away from from being in shows, aka my being unemployed in theater, really put it all in perspective. I couldn't get a job for close to over a year, a year and a half maybe going on, and I think going through that time really it made me at least start to to put together what was important, what I what I wanted out of my career, um, things that I was willing to, to do and things I was not willing to do as far as like shows or auditions or play, uh, circumstances I would, I would allow myself to be put in. Um, I think up until then, I would probably, I, I would have said yes to everything, every opportunity. And I think it's great to say, to say yes to every opportunity if you, want every opportunity if you're excited about every opportunity but there would be things i would just try i would go in for and i'm like i'm not right for this or i don't really want to do this i'm just doing this to to be here and i think having that time away really made me go you know what i i don't need to say yes to everything i had a, a guest they shared a similar thing and they were happy about it because then when they did walk into the room when it did matter to them or yeah. or it was something that maybe in the past they would have had anxiety about or pressure or mm -hmm. whatever they had a a calming sense to their belief in themselves yeah. and the understanding of like this isn't life or death exactly and i've been through like you said over a year or so of of not being employed and and i'm not in here with uh, a sense of desperation yeah but a a journey that I've been on that mm -hmm. has now taken me to this place of like being a sh being rest assured in myself and my abilities. Right, like yeah. this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's very freeing. It and is. I think the one of the most important qualities or things to be as a performer is to be free. Because mm -hmm. um, if you're not, then you know you kind of are, are acting with sh you know shackles or, yeah. or that weight on your exactly. ankle. Exactly. What's your favorite style of fitness? We've we chatted a little bit after the show on the stage, and uh, yeah, just share like, what what do you like to do besides be uh, physically active on stage? Yeah, what, where do you what, what do you do? Um, so I'll definitely tell you what I don't like to do is I don't like to run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to do it properly. Like, there is a honestly, right way. There, there is, is right. there yeah. is. I know there is, and yeah. I I definitely don't do it correctly. <laughs> um, but I really. Uh, for a long time, I had been really into bar, and I think that kind of like messed with my knees a little bit, like no shade. But uh, so now I'm very much into like yoga, Pilates, uh, reformer. Um, I've done some of the exercises that that you sent me, oh, and yeah. they killed me, especially the <laughs> rowing machine. I think oh, that's yeah. my new. I, I I was like I. I, I like this thing. I, to be honest with you, I, I do have a gym membership, and uh, I, I, 
I don't, I get intimidated at the gym. I hate, I hate to admit this because I, I like to be like, yeah, girl power. But once, once I get into the gym, sometimes I'm like, oh, there's all these dudes here and I feel like everybody's yeah. judging me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, am I doing this right? Am I not doing this right? So I'll end up like looking at an app or looking at um, some YouTube videos or doing some like some video that I already know. Uh, so I feel like to, to like play confession, like I feel like I've kind of have found myself in a little bit of a, a fitness rut recently. Um, but, but yeah, I, I will say though, like once you start for me, once I start not working out, once I stop working out is when all the injuries start. Yeah. So I've been trying to really keep it up, but I feel like I've, I've fallen into like a same old, same yeah. old. But yeah, but I do, I do really, I do, I love yoga. Cool. Yoga, Pilates. Yeah. Like I think that's, that was one of the main reasons I started Built for the Stage was to empower actors to feel the confidence of going in the gym. Yeah. Because what the app does is you got to experience where your plan is already done for you. It's mm -hmm. kind of mindless in the sense there is no figuring out what I'm going to do today. It's already written out right. for you on the app. And then there's those demo videos with each one. Mm -hmm. um, they're becoming more and more personal. They're kind of evolving since the last time that you were uh, you were on the app. But yeah. it's a lot more of me kind of talking and breaking down movements and whatnot. But yeah. I did feel really badass when I was doing your workouts in the gym because I was like, oh, see, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the cool part about it. And like, also, you know, you say you love yoga and um, the Pilates, and the cool thing is like. You like that? Nice. Let me incorporate that into your into your program yeah. and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's true. Also, the fitness rut is is like the career in life. When you're out of it, you're like way out of it. Mm -hmm. But if you can just like get going yeah. that first week or two, it's really hard and tough. But once you get two weeks in, it's like no different than okay, I'm gonna drink my coffee or brush my teeth exactly. or, or go to sleep, whatever. It's, it becomes ritual. Mm -hmm. um, so. Get out there in some fashion, everybody, and, and yeah, get after it. Make it work. And after this uh, interview's over, I'm gonna have I'm gonna give Jen a talking to about yeah. this. Um, so, last question: Besides being talented, um, what's gotten you to where you are today? Um, so, kind of like rituals and whatnot. I t I talk to people a lot or ask them about like things they might do day to day. Like I get people that say they journal or they do this side or the other. Like yeah. what's stuff that keeps you grounded? Oh man, my mom. Yeah, my mom is like my rock, man. Good times, bad times, in between times, my mom and my dad, my family is David. Like I have the best support system and I know not everyone does and I'm I'm like man so just thankful for them because like she, I, I will call my mom and just we'll talk through like anything good audition bad audition um, like anything is it so, a daily call oh yeah it's daily? oh yeah I talk to her at least once a day okay at least once regular a regular call or FaceTime Oh, right, they're called. She can't okay. FaceTime. She doesn't even know how to use it. She has a flip phone still. Oh, yeah? She, yeah, she Whoa. does. She still has a flip phone. We just got her to be able to check her voicemail. Now she kind of knows how to check her text messages. But, um, yeah. My dad my dad will uh, will do, like, the Facebook, like, that has a video yeah, chat. Yeah, they have, they have a, a video chat option. So yeah. I taught him. He, or not, I didn't teach him. He figured it out on his own. He seems he, a bit sad. Yeah, he's totally I've, I've had a couple totally uh, communications with him on social media. He yeah. seems like he's, he's yeah, kind of there. Yeah, he's all into the there. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he gets it. He's he, there. he knows what's up. He works online. Like, that's that's his jam. There you go. But, um, so, like, I'll talk to my dad on the Facebook messenger, uh, video messenger. But mom is like, can you just like not, she'll, she'll be in the background. She's like, I don't want to get my face on the camera. Can you? <laughs> so, yeah, but, but yeah, so phone calls. Phone calls. That's, that, I mean, that's probably everyone, but my, my mom and myself were like notorious for like, we're talking to each other, but the whole time we're like, we're fixing our hair. Oh, yeah, always. I'm like combing my beard like down looking, a little bit. Yeah, oh, and, totally. And then they're like, oh, wait, is this a mirror or am I actually talking to you? What are we doing right, right. now? Oh, yeah, we're on, we're on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, Let me, exactly. Let's get back to it. Exactly, right. So it's your mom uh, and your family support system, David, that that is like 
that's your journaling. That's mm-hmm. your, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say gym time or ritual or whatever, but like if you're going to have a go-to thing you're going to do day in and day out uh, over and over again, it's mm-hmm. talk to your family. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Family is important. Um, and don't take them for granted out there. Yeah. Anything else? Last last little like send off. Do you have like a an amazing Jen Noble quote that I could slap <sighs> on a, a picture to um, to market this? Dang, this Joe, podcast? I would have prepped. No. Um, <laughs> I I think just <laughs> like um, don't be afraid to be the best version of you. I think that is ultimately what I've learned this past couple of years. Um, you might not, I feel like a lot of people say like, oh yeah, you're enough, you're enough, but I'm not enough. And that is false. And that is you know, the vampires in your head thinking that. So I, going forth, I would just say, you are enough, even though you might not feel like you're enough. and just go out there and be the best version of you and be kind be kind to people cool jen noble later later and that'll do it with jen noble you can find jen on instagram at the jen noble t-h-e-j-e-n-n-o-b-l-e or you can go to her website www.jennifernoble.me Oh. All right. Once again, if you want to try a free trial, go to the website, www.billforthestage.com, fill out the contact form, or DM me on Instagram, at billforthestage. Come on. Let's go. Let's get one step closer to matching that Broadway talent with a new Broadway body. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theatre community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theatre professionals, search the RISE Theatre Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheatre.org. That's theatre with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.